Good evening and greetings, fine listeners. And welcome to this, the second chapter of Seriosity. When we last left our hero, the illustrious and narratively obstinate Kirkland Frederick Jonathan, he had just achieved his magnum opus of fiscal exploitation and skullduggery. At first it seemed as if the plot was doomed to fail. But through the combined efforts of KFJ, his co-conspirator Sir Ryle and Dr. Serena Salome, and his eccentric cousin Winsley, the tide of fate turned sharply back in his favor. And via a signature upon a contract of dubious legality, he secured the patronage of the profoundly wealthy and aged Regina Thorne for the Ignavus Machino Dolos Foundation, KFJ's phony organization dedicated to the cure of an equally bogus disease. But this was to be his final victory, for later that night he was vigorously oh, murdered. Oh, stop that! His bloody end dispatched by an anonymous shadow and a flashing blade. Thus was this profoundly frustrating and irritating character in my story brought to heel. It really made my day. But enough of old news. We pick up where we left off, at the posh residence of the recently deceased. The last of the party guests have absconded in their limousines, leaving behind the lifeless KFJ and his fellow Foundation members. For a time, a silent calm settles over the premises, before shattering as a shrill scream rings out. <coughs> it's Winsley. He has found the body. Sir Ryle and Serena rush to find out what's the matter and discover the macabre tableau Hello? of their... Can anyone hear me? Anyone? Oh, you're still here. Wait, what happened? Where am I? Well, despite my best efforts to excise you from the story, you seem to possess this stubborn ability to remain. Wait, but I can't feel anything. Wait, I'm not dead, am I? Oh, that you most definitely are. And while I hoped you would just mosey on into the hereafter without incident, you're still here. <laughs> you are a soul untethered from its mortal body, formless, as void in definition as before the Almighty deigned to declare, let there be. Wait, but what am I supposed to do then? I don't know. Just, just watch and be quiet. Oh, thanks to you, I've just completely lost track of where I was. Okay. Uh, the last of the party guests have absconded in their limp. No, I did that part already. Oh, so we narrate things up here. N no, I... That sounds easy enough. <coughs> Below, in my house, Lionel walked and stuttered while walking slowly to the kitchen. Ah! To the kitchen. What are you doing? I'm narrating. You're embarrassing yourself is what you're doing. I just need practice. Ha! <laughs> You'll need far more than that. Narrators are omniscient. And who's to say I'm not? Oh, oh, really? Okay. Who killed you then? Uh, well, uh... Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, is incorrect. Now shut your pie hole and let the professional work. Come on. I've just been brutally murdered. You could at least let me comment now and then. Absolutely not. But... Zip it! Occupy yourself by ruminating on what you must have done to accrue such tremendously negative karma. Okay, I'm still lost. Wow. Dead body found, party goers are all gone, leaving Serena, Sorile, and Winsley. And the butler. And the butler. At the house with said dead body. <coughs> Into the dining room. Come on, watch his head. That's it. Oh, good. Now to the left. Left. Left, left, Winsley. Your other left. Uh, his head. I'm sorry. Truly I am, but zooms. He's so heavy. Uh, hence the term dead weight. <laughs> Inappropriate. What is this? 
What are they doing with me? Not the night of an interrupted morning you had imagined? You were expecting rending of garments, wailing and gnashing of teeth? Hey, I'm sure they took it plenty hard when they found me. Can't you rewind it or something and I can see that part? Nope. Too late. We missed out on that whole bit because you were all like, I'm so dead. Woe is me. I don't Vigorous. sound like that. Stop yammering or we'll miss even more. <laughs> Just a little farther. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What's the problem, Winsley? I've shirked my duties. I'm the chief of communications and I haven't called the police yet. Oh, that's right. He made you that, didn't he? Well, you can call them in a minute after we're done moving the body, all right? Ryle, remember, we were hardly in the midst of a legitimate enterprise before Kirkland was killed. Right. Strike that, Winsley. No police. But I... None. I don't understand. The Foundation isn't officially funded yet, darling. You know how donors scatter to the wind when they catch a whiff of scandal. But isn't it still the right thing to do? Think of the children, Winsley. Think of what will happen to them if we lose focus now. Just imagine ignavus magna, however you say Winsley's it. Winsley's disease? Kirkland called it Winsley's disease. Right. Winsley's disease. Running rampant on the streets, killing everyone. I think we can agree that that's why not calling the police is the more right thing to do, okay? Now, can we please get this body to wherever we're moving him? Yes. One, two, three. (laughs) Over there on the dining room table. But Colonel hated people putting their feet on the table. Well, one, it doesn't really count if it's his feet. Yes, it does. Two, it's not like he can do much about it now, is there? Still, it just seems almost a sacrilege. I know, Winsley, but the light is best here in this room, and I need to get a close look at the body. Lionel, would you mind clearing some of these dishes? There's a love. The former earthly vessel of KFJ was laid, Uh, well, tossed rather, upon the dining room table. The blood had quite run out by now. The lingering color in his cheeks receded into the pallid hue of fatality. For the record, you're a major downer to be stuck with. As rigor mortis crept outward, locking his form into undying fixture, his companions gazed into his miserable visage. I say, he looks rather shocked. Well, it's safe to say the night didn't go as he planned. Such violence. Such fascinating brutality. (gasps) Oh, ghastly. I feel faint. You should eat something. Lionel, bring over some of that leftover cake. Ooh, this will do. Suddenly, Serena snatched the cake knife from Lionel's frail grasp and then advanced toward KFJ's cadaver with sinister intent. Whoa, I am not cool with where this is headed. Serena, what are you doing? Have you ever heard of a murder investigation that didn't include an autopsy? With the cake knife? Oh, the horror! Well, you know what they say about desperate times, desperate measures and all that. Serena, I think this is grossly unnecessary. Oh, for heaven's sake, it's hardly as if I'm trying to mummify him. Though it was a beautiful practice, mummification, wouldn't you say? A lost art. Nowadays, we just toss you in the earth for worm's food, call it a day, and then go have our punch and pie afterwards. The air's so thick in here. My knees have gone weak. Sit down then, Winsley. We know what killed him. He was stabbed a whole bunch of times. We know one thing that could have killed him. That hardly rules out other causes. He could have snake venom in his blood. Burns from a chemical assault. Internal pulverization. Oh, the humanity! My vision's gone blurry. Oh! I hardly think any of that's likely. There could be any number of contributing factors all waiting for someone to bring them to light. Quite literally. Fine. 
I'll grant that the multiple stab wounds may not have been what killed him, but I'm fairly certain that this is a task best left to an official coroner. Remember, no authorities, Ryle, my dear. We don't want to deal with any form of such complications. Therefore, don't do it, Serena. It appears that the official coroner <laughs> is me. My beautiful body. <laughs> oh, nothing like a good incision to steady the nerves. <laughs> oh, stop bawling! I worked hard on that body. I did CrossFit, a lot of CrossFit. And then you'll love this bit. Dr. Salome commenced to rend the body apart with her crude surgical tool. She sawed into the abdomen, unsavory fluid spurting everywhere, and a fountain of gore that congealed in Stygian carnage splayed across the floor and walls. The cavernous incision gaped wide like a foul maw while she rummaged around, elbow deep in his innards. That was alarmingly graphic. Serena? All right, enough. No. Okay. You can't... No, please. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I'm pretty sure you're just rummaging around in there for your own amusement now. Oh, Ryle, don't make me laugh. This is a very solemn moment. Many ancient cultures held that it was only in death that one became truly known. The dissection of the deceased was a holy rite by which their legacy was laid bare for the final judgment of their eternal destiny. Did you know that the stomach was not only the first stop for digestion, but also where all the challenges of life would congregate? The liver, the spleen, the kidneys all represented a myriad of different things depending on culture and tribe. Ryle, you're looking quite blonde. Yes, I can handle a little blood, but I'm quite past my limit. I thought Winsley would have passed out by now. Yes, Winsley, you're actually looking relatively at ease. Oh, before I was just doing what I thought people do in this situation. Clutch at their pearls and gasp every so often. But then Ryle started in and he was so much better at it than me. I didn't want to get in his way. Oh, must you really go on with this, Serena? Certainly. I haven't even begun the autopsy proper. Mise en place, you know. Where was I? Oh, I haven't done the eyes yet. The eyes? Of course the eyes. Ferenus, Ryle. I am never using a spoon again. I can't... Nope. Uh, I'm going out. I need... Oh, I need the air. You can't go out on your own. The murderers at large, you know, they could be right outside. <laughs> I'll take my chances. Ryle, it's really best you stay here. Even if you manage to stay safe, the chances of any of the rest of us falling prey are greater if we separate. But... Uh, oh, if you must uh, do that, then take a bowl. The table's covered with them. Here. In the other direction, if you please. Can I interject here? Ah, uh, probably best. You're the narrator of this whatever's going on right here, right? Yes. Well, you haven't been doing a whole lot of narrating. Like, at all. Uh, any competent narrator is able to create characters that can write themselves. Like I said, you don't do anything. What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? I set the scene. There was that part with Serena, and I did the the, the, the thing, the Stygian pull of blood and all that. Oh, come on. You were just describing the bits as they happened. That's barely anything beyond sensationalist puff-piece pseudo-journalism. Oh, really? Really. The doorbell rings. The doorbell rings? <laughs> That's it? Just wait. I've got something special in store. Oh, not now. Winsley, I thought we told you not to call the police. I didn't. Well, who else would ring at this hour? Maybe someone from the party forgot their muff? Would someone please just answer the door? Well, what are we going to do with this mess you've made of Kirkland? 
Oh, here. We'll just throw another tablecloth over him. Now he's just food and wine stains. Lionel, go answer the door. Lionel, stay where you are. You had your chance last time and we know how that worked out. (laughs) Winsley. Yes? Go entertain our caller and keep them out in the foyer until we know who they are. Most ardently. This night just keeps getting worse. Sorna, your arms are still covered in blood. Oh, thank you. I'll just wipe them off on the tablecloth here with the rest of the crewvy. There. I think we may have some promising options for getting our darling Kirkland out of here. Do you know what organs like his sell for on the black market? No. Do you know what organs like his sell for on the black market? You learn some interesting things working for a cartel. In defiance of the directive to delay whomever was at the door, Winsley returns to the dining room escorting a young girl with a diminutive stature and daunting aura. There was also something familiar about her, but no one could quite put their finger on it. Not to fret, everyone. It was just a small child at the door. Hello. So you just brought her in here? Naturally. She was without adult supervision. Hopeless. Well, back to business. Serena, not in front of the child. Ryle, dear, basic forensics dictate a proper autopsy is a time-sensitive endeavor. The science doesn't accommodate interruption in deference to potential childhood trauma. Um, she mentioned she had something to say. Yes, yes, of course. Go ahead. Let's see. I left off here. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am here tonight so that I may finally come face-to-face with my father, Kirkland Frederick Jonathan. I have a kid?! And that's how the pros do it. You wanted narration? Behold. Narration. Boom! In your face! <clears throat> oh, well, this is awkward. Uh, you see... I wasn't finished. No, but it's very I have impor- traveled a long distance to get here, and am quite set on getting this all out. Do you mind? I am on a quest to meet the man who left my mother behind before he even knew I existed. You just get more and more admirable, don't you? It all began when my dear mother decided it was time we set out to find my father, since he'd never sent me a cent. (laughs) You despicable deadbeat cad. Okay, okay, we don't want to miss anything. All our legal documents were burnt to ashes, along with the rest of our home in the Great Cooper River Fire caused by the Janus Chemical Company earlier that month. So, we headed off to the hospital to obtain my birth records, just to be sure we were spelling his name right. While we were there, we figured we'd just as well get our checkups. That's how we found out my mother was dying of a rare and deadly sickness. Within minutes, she keeled over right there in the hospital, dead. Oh, my poor dear! Do you think she could have perished of ignavus machianordolus? It's not a real disease, Winsley. Oh, balderdash. My dear departed cousin would never spend all that time and energy soliciting funds to cure a fake disease. What kind of an imbecile do you think he was? Winsley, it's a fake It's dis- a real disease, Sir Ryle. It was named after me. It has to be real. Would it be possible to have this discussion later? Thank you. There was talk of sending me to an orphanage, so I slipped out of the hospital window. Continuing my search alone, I stowed away on a train headed out west. While on board, I befriended a hobo named Jiminy Redbone. Together, we discovered that the train we were on was part of a narcotic pipeline belonging to the notoriously dangerous Jimenez Cartel. Serena, what cartel did I didn't you... say anything, Ryle. Oops, how did that get in there? Excuse me. Carry on, dear. Please go on. I'm positively enthralled. I was able to eventually get word out to the police. 
but not before Jiminy fell afoul of the cartel's vicious assassin, La Mujer Fatale. Oh, no! Who only spoke from the shadows. I have sworn vengeance for my friend. But one quest at a time. In exchange for my services, the police permitted me to look at my father's file, which told me exactly where I needed to go. Aren't the police You're obligated very chatty, aren't you? My journey then took me through a massive traveling carnival, a jackalope sanctuary, and eventually a ghost town, where I turned around the life of a decrepit candy shop owner, the closest thing I've had to a father figure, who also died rather suddenly. Most likely white lung disease. It's a common affliction amongst candy shop owners. Now, I'm missing something here. What is it? Of course, the heart! Was that the end of the story? No, I'm just waiting in case anyone else has something that they just really need to say. I think you're clear to continue. Anyway, with the small inheritance he left me, I was able to finally make it here to the front doorstep of my father, Kirkland Frederick Jonathan, known commonly to the public as Dr. Kirkland, M.D. There, I'm done. Now, which one of you is him? Uh, yes. Well, him right there. Where? So, you see the woman covered in blood? Yes. Well, the guy on the table in front of her, that's your father. The dead guy. Yeah. If you'd got here a little earlier... You just missed him, darling. Perhaps you'd like a vital organ to remember him by? Well, thanks, but... I can't really remember him by anything if I never managed to meet him. That was my whole life mission, to come and find him, and now... Safe to say you wouldn't call this the highlight of your life, huh? Eh, I'm only ten. I haven't really had a life yet. Oh, I'd hardly say that. You've had a positively thrilling go at things. Like a Hallmark Marathon. Yeah. Exactly like a Hallmark Marathon. Why, it's more excitement and adventure than most could hope for in ten lifetimes, let alone ten years. No doubt you'll find the quiet of the orphanage a welcome rest. The what? The Lindview Orphanage, to be specific. Quite a cut above whichever hovel they were talking of sending you to at the hospital. This one serves a sumptuous blackberry pie in the summer. I can put in a call and get you a bunk by the window. No doubt they still remember me. I was a bit of a favorite there when I was a child. I need to take a moment to address that. Winsley, aren't your parents alive? Of course they are. What's that got to do with anything? And you say you were a favorite at the orphanage? You mean to tell me your parents didn't send you away to the orphanage for a spell from time to time? Ryle, what kind of a deprived childhood did you lead? This explains so much. I'm not going. But you'll love it. It's like camp. We're not calling anyone, Winsley. No? No orphanage, no authorities of any kind. Certainly not while we still have this cadaver on our hands. What did you say your name was, little girl? Josephine, and don't call me little girl. All right, Josephine. Sorry to hear about the anticlimactic end of your journey. We'll have you stay here with us for a bit. I'm not sure what we'll do with you, but you sound like a clever young lady. I'm sure you'll be a pleasure to have around. I've got an idea to take your mind off the disappointment, child. Come here and hold this incision open. Lionel, fetch us some brandy, please. Serena! Oh, sorry, dear. Brandy and a 
hot chocolate. <laughs> See, we can take care of it just fine. That's not the problem. Stay away from there, Josephine. <clears throat> Sit here. Look that way. Honestly, Serena. She's an orphan who has clearly been deprived of important opportunities in life. I just thought assisting an autopsy would be more educational than sequestering her in a chair in the corner. I'm surrounded by lunatics. Lionel, you must know. Who's this girl's mother? Honestly, Ryle, we haven't the time. Child, who was your mother? Her name was Lucretia. Lucretia Hackstuckin. Hmm. No one I know. No one I know. No one I know. Wow, really? Wow. Now hold on. Wait. KFJ, keeping it classy. I think... All right. How about a hint? Does that scar on your lower lip that aches whenever you hear jazz music ring any bells? <gasps> no. <gasps> no. Yes, and thou didst make her great with child, thence abandon her anon. That's gold star role modeling right there. Hey, I never pretended to be a pillar of society. You most certainly did. Okay, granted, but I'm dead now, so I can't do that anymore. So do you think you could maybe lay off a little bit? Doubtful. You really were an awful human being. Scamming old ladies, loving and leaving innocent lasses. Innocent? That woman- And then you left your daughter behind in such dire straits that she has to fight through jackalopes and ghost towns and cartels just to reach you. Okay. Only what? to find you murdered right before her arrival. And we know you definitely did nothing to deserve that. Okay, enough! Ugh. What is your beef with me, man? What do you mean? What is your problem with me? The first thing I ever heard you say was about how great it was that I was dying on the floor back there. Now I'm up here, and I haven't heard you say one nice thing, or even polite thing. If you hate me so much, why are you narrating my story to begin with? Well, it's not your story anymore, is it? Well, you did still call me our hero back in the opening there. If you must know, you're a punishment. Punishment for what? Well, my last story was significantly underwhelming. <laughs> Just how bad was it? I used my influence to bring in vampires. Vampires? <laughs> I thought it was a good idea at the time, and it turned out that it really wasn't, and it really tanked. The publishers weren't keen on it, and the audience was even less keen on it, and the critics were really mean about it. As a result, my all-access suite of narratorial powers was revoked, and I was put on probation like a common intern. So, what does probation mean? Probation means that I have a supervisor and a limited subset of my narrative options until I conclude this story in a more satisfactory manner. Well, you should be off the hook now. I mean, considering recent circumstances. Well, the story doesn't always end just because the protagonist has died. So I am the protagonist. Not anymore. But I'm still here, so I have to be something. You can't just have a character sitting around with no purpose. That's that's just bad storytelling. Fine. You're a protagonist. I'm the protagonist. You're a protagonist. Can there be more than one protagonist? It's an ensemble piece, and I think we really should be getting back to that ensemble. So... Meanwhile, back down in the house. So, who killed my dad? That's the million dollar question. And he was stabbed in the back? Yes, several times. Curious. Curious. Why do you say so? Okay. New life mission. I'm going to catch and kill whoever murdered my father. Yes! You go, daughter of mine! Oh, now you accept her as your own? Could you help me roll him on his stomach? 
just as I suspected. You see, the back isn't normally the best target if you want to deal a fatal blow. Your best bet in that case would be aiming for the spleen. Where did you learn that? Are we going to play this game where you interrupt me all over again? I... Mm. So aiming for the spleen. And that's exactly what our killer did here. Ramming the knife right between ribs 9 and 11. A tight fit, but they still managed it. One, two, three, seven times! Despite the inevitable struggle. Look at the way the skin frays and puckers like lace that's been shot through with a machine gun! I love this child! To accomplish this, it must have been someone who knew him very well. A close friend or relative. Someone who knew how he was going to move if they were to keep stabbing him right there, again and again. You were right, Ryle. She is clever. I see there was a party here tonight. Was there anyone else attending who might have had a reason to kill my father? There was a house full of guests. It could have been any of them. (gasps) It could have been all of them! They all cleared out of here rather suspiciously. Well, he did push his luck by hard-selling that $100,000 donor's brunch tomorrow. I'm surprised no one else died in the stampede that caused. That kind of chaos would have been an ideal time to strike. Except that we all saw him alive after it appeared everyone else was gone. Hmm. How would you all describe your relationship with the deceased? I had an excellent relationship with Kirkland. He drove me out of my mind sometimes, but I didn't want him dead. Cousin Kirkland was the kindest, most generous person I ever knew. To see his gentle starlight obliterated like this makes me so... Whoa, whoa, steady there, Winsley. There, there. Wow. I think it's safe to say that none of us here wished any harm upon Kirkland. Perhaps it is. Now, I don't think it's unfair to say that you are all shady characters. I am a knight. I am Now, don't try to deny it. I've seen a lot this year. And really, is there anything shadier than doing an autopsy on a dining room table? She has us there, Serena. My father was no angel either. I saw his police file, remember? He'd kept clean enough, but I could tell there was more going on. The fact that I found him like this proves that, I would say. This brings me back to my first point about our killer. I think you are the only ones who ever truly knew him. Like I said, Ryle, only in death. Now, unless there is someone lurking around the house you don't know about, I would say I have narrowed down the potential suspects to just you four. Wait, us four? Counting Lionel. Oh, right, Lionel. No! She's here! She's here. And with that, we end our chapter. Join us next time when everyone finds out who's at the door. A cliffhanger again? Now? Yep. See you next time. Tonight's episode featured the vocal talents of Michael Adams, Corey Kruger, Karis Morgan Moyer, David Crowley, Michael Taylor, Katie Elsesser, and Amanda Jaros. Directed by Carrie Safran. Music and sound design by Michael Adams. Sound engineering by Victor Mastanza. Seriosity is written and produced by Beth Stavros, Katie Elsesser, and David Crowley. Seriosity was recorded at Kappa Studios in Burbank. <laughs>